Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. So I've got a wonderful artist joining me today, um, Leeds-based saxophonist, composer and band leader Jasmine Myra. Uh, she released her first album, Horizons, about about a month ago now um, on Godwana Records. And we're going to hear a little bit more about that today. So Jasmine, welcome to the Women in Jazz show. How are you doing? Hi, thank you. I'm great, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. No, I just, um, I think I was saying to you before, Jet, that I just heard the album and I mean, I just, I really love the album. There's something that's really connected with me. Yeah. But um, we'll get into that. Um, a month since it's been out there in the world, how how's that been? Has it been like a kind of a weight lifted on your shoulder? I don't know. Definitely. In a way, it's been a weight. And it's just been lovely as well. Like, it's had such a nice response. And I spent such a long time working on it. And I was getting really excited about it. So it's just lovely to finally be able to share it and, like, have people listen to it. It's such a nice feeling because I'm really proud of it. And, like, it feels like a very personal... Like, all the tracks on it really mean a lot to me. So it's just lovely. It being out there and hearing such nice feedback. (laughs) What's kind of the, I don't know, the most important bit of feedback you've had or the most surprising bit? I think the bit that means the most to me is just like feedback from people that I don't know, that I've never met, that like have heard it and will message me on Instagram or whatever and like go out of their way to sort of, you know, send me a message and say they've enjoyed it and that to me is just lovely because like you show it to your friends and like they'll obviously be supportive and that's lovely because I want my friends to like it. But for people that I've never met, uh, there's just something lovely. Like they really don't need to do that. And it's just, yeah, it's very lovely. Yeah, you're right, though. It's a whole kind of different ball game knowing that other people outside of your circle have connected to that. And then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really, really sweet. Yeah, because I, I kind of felt like that. I, I was just um I don't know the melodies on there the to me it felt like a very that an emotional album quite emotive quite subtle it didn't feel like a big in your face album but it felt like it it really it connected I don't know would you would you say that kind of the album reflects you as a person yeah it totally like I definitely I'm quite an emotional person and I always connect with music that is more emotive and I think I've spoken quite a lot about this like about the meaning behind the album and I was writing it in lockdown at a time where I was going through some quite big like changes in my mental health and like that was a thing in itself and writing it at the same time as that experience has definitely affected the energy 
of the album and like the emotiveness of it like you said yeah I think you can really kind of feel that um in the records what are some of the records which kind of hold a close place to your heart one record that really influenced the album is uh, Kenny Wheeler's music for large and small ensembles. Um, that album is really close to my heart and it's always been one of my favourites. And that's similar a similar vibe, like it's so emotive. I love that energy. I love listening to songs that sort of cause you to feel like emotions, like especially with instrumental music. I think it's really cool that it can cause you to feel these things like without lyrics. So yeah, that album uh, I really love. And um, Bon Iver as well, actually, his self-titled album. I think he's great at like writing really emotional music. And so am I right in saying that you went to the Leeds Conservatoire and then what was your time like there? Um, I loved it. It was great. Um, that's where I met like all the musicians that I'm friends with now, basically, and all my band as well. Um, I think obviously I learned a lot about music, but it was like the friendships that I made there and the connections that were the most important thing for me. I mean, most like the people, I'm still mates with all of them now. And um, it was really cool studying and watching everyone else, like their projects come together and, you know, everyone just supporting one another. That's one thing about like Leeds in general, the music scene there, I think is really cool how supportive everyone is of each other's project. Cause it is so like, eclectic as well like there's so many different bands uh happening and like making different styles of music but everyone's just super supportive and open-minded and I think it's really cool oh and with your experience at the conservatoire I'm assuming that made quite a big impact on your musical career so far what else like what was kind of another big thing in your life that's impacted your music my uh parents definitely um, played a massive part in it I was like raised on music and always encouraged um, to be musical from quite a young age so I think that's always felt like a big part of my life and like from quite a young age I think I knew that I wanted some sort of career um, in music so yeah definitely like my parents always encouraged me to do creative things like they would never get me to be involved in sports or like you know academic stuff it was always just like art and I think I'm just a naturally creative person so they definitely played a part in like bringing that out of me I think Mm -hmm. and what were you um what kind of musical diet were you raised on (laughs) such a weird mix of stuff my dad he was quite into jazz so I think he kind of got me in that direction like wanting to play sax um he was also really into Bob Marley and reggae so there was a lot of that um my mum was massively into take that (laughs) and simply red (laughs) weirdly so yeah like a massive mix but um, my dad was the one that was like, got me into jazz. Yeah, I feel like you kind of touch on a few sounds in your in your album, in your work. Um, and you already mentioned about um, Bonobo and the electronic kind of, you know, what was that 
I guess how do you found did you find that that kind of connected to you and influenced your work? Um, I I got really into bonobo at college and electronic music um, like forte as well. I was listening to a lot of that in first year. I think. I really like Bonobo in particular because even though it is, he's obviously a producer and it's electronic, it sounds really live almost. Like he's really good at programming music to sound quite like raw and acoustic even, particularly um, Days to Come, that album. I really love that album and just like the way he layers instruments and different melodies I find that really interesting and that for some I I don't know why I just like really connect with that style of writing and that really influenced me when I was first starting to write music and felt like I didn't really know what I was doing I sort of took that idea of like just trying to layer things and it just really clicked for some reason that style so yeah, I, I think he's such a cool writer and like again, his music is like super emotive as well. And I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Nah, that's cool. <laughs> um, I feel like something else you kind of um or I hear in the album is classical, kind of like classical influence, like in um uh the record uh um, uh, is it words left unspoken? Yeah, yeah. Um and I yeah, I really that one kind of stuck out for me um we're gonna play it actually in a in a bit but what was uh tell me about that one um that one is definitely a bit different like it's a bit of a standalone track um that one it is definitely more classically influenced I think it's weird I've never really been into listening to classical music or playing it at all I think that one came from I was listening to a lot of um, Olafur Arnold's and he's got that kind of classical influence and that song was really inspired by him. I basically wrote it just after um, my grand passed away in July last year. It's just really connected to that whole experience basically and it's obviously I think that's why it's kind of different to all the other tracks on the album because it's really yeah connected to that time but I really love that track actually I think it means the most to me it has the most meaning out of all the tracks on the album um just because yeah it was about her passing basically so I think it's a really special track for me it's yeah like you said it's definitely a different vibe to the rest of the album
talk to me a little bit about the cover art um because i mean to me it looks like that maze game or the one with the when you know when you're a kid i don't know what it is but with the ball and you're trying to get the ball in the hole and you gotta tip it around oh yeah 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 (laughs) it's definitely meant to be a, a maze it's kind of a metaphor for the whole album obviously it's called horizons and like i was saying i wrote it during lockdown when i was sort of trying to work a lot of things out in my head um and process a lot of stuff that was going on because like when we went into lockdown obviously i mean i was a self-employed musician and everything just stopped so i think it made me realize a lot of things that I'd kind of been ignoring to do with my own mental health like you know when you're really busy and you're kind of just on autopilot and you're not really looking after yourself or thinking about like like checking in with yourself and then when we went into lockdown that all kind of came to the surface and I was like okay I need to sort of work on like sort some of these things out in my head this is important and like now is a good time to do it so it's all kind of about working through these things and sort of turning over a new leaf. And that's why it's called Horizons, because it's kind of getting to the end of that process and feeling like you can start fresh and kind of move on. And that's why the artwork is like a maze. Like there's the two dots and there's the, there's the circle, which is whole at the end and it's a half circle at the start. So it's, that's kind of what it is. It's like you go on that journey and come out the other end feeling complete <laughs> quite cheesy <laughs> but... do you think that is that kind of how you felt after putting this album together I mean I don't know how long it took you to compose the whole thing from start to finish but what was that journey like it was a long journey yeah it definitely ties in with it as well it was a massive learning experience like, it's the first time that I've written a whole album rather than just sort of individual tracks. It was a really long process and it was definitely frustrating at times. And like I learned a lot, but a really good experience in general. Like I said, I'm super proud of the outcome. You know, the weirdest thing about it was because it was such a long process. I feel like I really changed as a person as well. Once I'd finished writing it, so much had happened that it it was really interesting, just like, yeah, seeing how much things had changed since I'd started writing it and how much I'd learned through writing and just in life as well. I really felt like I matured a lot. Um, So it was interesting. It, It took about two years well probably even longer like and so much happened and yeah no but two years is a long that is a long time of your life especially within like the period that we've had of lockdown and of life being weird and and I'm assuming I don't know how old you are but yeah yeah 26 like yeah yeah like in your 20s (laughs) I feel like that's kind of the biggest period of like yeah figuring every life out working out what what the hell is going on <laughs> yeah essentially but um what was the most um challenging part of that whole process for you um I think the most challenging part was being patient and sort of being honest when something wasn't good enough um or if something wasn't right because I was 
you know after a certain amount of time working on it I was getting more and more eager to release it and getting more and more frustrated like I was watching other people release things and just being like it's been so long like I, I really want to get this out there um but that's why working with the label was really good actually and especially like Matthew Holsall like he was really like brutally honest when it's like come on this isn't right or like you need you could improve this and that was obviously frustrating but it was really worth the wait and it was a really important learning curve I think just being able to like yeah say like this isn't good enough like you can do better keep working on it keep pushing yourself so that was really difficult but again like I'm so glad that we did take the extra time to make sure that we were all happy and that it was as good as it could be. Cause I think now looking back, I'm really, really happy with it. And it it was so worth it. Like it would have been silly to spend that long on it and not try as hard as I could to make it. Yeah. As, as good as I could. And that like, I'm super proud of it. So. Mm. I think that's a really good point though, especially with Oh, it's like social media nowadays and seeing everyone else doing this and doing that and you're you know you're there working behind the scenes but no one necessarily knows it unless you've got something out there but it's all part of it and you still put out now you've put out you know something you're really proud of so I'm sure it's all <laughs> hopefully worth it <laughs> but and also I think well we did you did touch on this before but I saw on your Spotify um you've got the Horizons play playlist and I assume is that just you've kind of got all your songs and then records in between is that the the songs that you kind of drew directly from uh yeah pretty much like I wanted to put together a playlist of tunes that I was listening to while I was writing the album and that really inspired a lot of the music on there so yeah that's they're all on that playlist oh cool um what's your other name I guess you spoke about um words unspoken that one um being an important one to you one of your favorites what's a what's another um favorite of yours of the album I'm really proud of Morning Tide actually um that track I, I wrote that was like directly inspired by Kenny Wheeler who I talk about a lot um he's a huge influence for me and I wanted to write a tune that was like an ode to his writing and to that album um so that's the track starts off like in that style and I did that on purpose to kind of try and mimic his writing and then in the second half of the track it kind of develops into something a little bit different and I wanted that to sort of represent how I'd been influenced by him so I was kind of putting my own spin on it sort of thing and making it a bit more electronic inspired and I, I'm just really proud of that track I think it's turned out really nice and Anna Chandler on soprano like her solo on it I think is amazing and just the whole track yeah I'm, I'm super proud of that one so I think that that one is really special to me cool we're gonna end on that one um where can we kind of where can we keep up with you where can we find you playing out next you know socials all of that <laughs> uh I've got a couple of gigs coming up so I'm back down in London on in uh, October as well that's not confirmed but towards the end of October but I'll obviously everything's on my 
Facebook and Instagram. Keep following on there and obviously I'll post everything, <laughs> all the gigs. But yeah, Sheffield um, in August. Oh, and in Leeds as well um, in September at Heart Club, um, which is a little jazz venue in Headingley. So yeah, I'm going to be dotted around the place in the next couple of months.